Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. Welcome to our weekly podcast, True Heel Heat 109. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including uh, all that is going on in the wrestling world on the mon- on the Wednesday Night Wars week 63 of the Wednesday Night Wars uh, this week. We will also be talking about all the fallout from the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, as well as a very unpredictable impact wrestling episode we will be discussing Mm -hmm. plans for wrestlemania and me and chrissy love will break down our most underutilized talent in the wwe today which is an interesting conversation (laughs) with everything going on so once again i am joined by the princess of all the true heels miss chrissy love Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is all well and safe and and enjoying themselves. Yes, indeed. Wear your mask. Of course, be safe out there. And we have a very special guest with us once again. Top Guy JJ couldn't be with us on this time, but his shoes will be getting filled by an artist, a writer, an editor for Bleacher Report, Sports Keto Wrestling, Fan Sighted DDT. He is a very talented, multi dimensional gentleman right here. We have Phil Lindsay. Thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for the applause, too. <laughs> right on cue. We don't right? have sound effects, so you know I have to get yeah, right. We don't have any sound effects or anything like that, so you know I have to just clap and you know make noise. You, you, we got to get you like the DJ booth, and you, you'll be all set for the show, right? <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, Phil, thank you so much for joining us on True Hill Heat 109. I gave you my own introduction, but please tell the people about yourself. Like I said, I write at, uh, at Bleacher Report. I also write at uh, Fansided DDT. And you can also find, like, I had a women's wrestling column at Sports Keto. Mm. Nice. Very nice, man. You're doing great work over there at Sports Kita. I know you over there from there, but you have so much, so many other things that you've been doing, and great work on those on those websites for sure. So this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends over at Mission Pro Wrestling. Their very next event is on February 6th at Pinballs Kingdom in Texas, with Thunder Rosa facing Allison K inside of a steel cage, and you can also watch True Hill Heat on Powered 4 TV, as well as listen to us on all your favorite audio podcast platforms. But if you are watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family. Of course, there is the iCard to subscribe and the, the bell below that to press all for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. As, of, as with every edition of True Hill Heat, we start things off with our roll call, where we shout out our supporters for social media, as well as our YouTube channel, our top three conversation starters, the Nick Jacksons of the world. Coming in at number three is James Wims. Coming in at number two is Josh Mitchell. And coming in at number one for two weeks straight is Amp McLennan Dominic. A couple wow. of them. Yes, of course. We got to give them a, <laughs> a, a, a round of applause, especially Amp right. McLennan making, making some room over here in the True Hill Trinity. We got the True Hills we shout out Luis Jaden, uh, Eddie Valver. 
Aldo Diaz, Nathan's Broken Day, and Kevin Stevens. And our YouTube subscriber highlight, we got the king of the comments section, Kayfabe Tactics. He says, thanks for keeping me informed on Wednesday nights. You two always do great work. Talking about Wednesday Night Warriors number 32. We got Kwame Shafir on True Hill Heat 108. He says, as a longtime fan of wrestling for 20 years, I always think about the safety of the wrestlers first before anything else. And it's important for wrestlers to make sure they're taking the necessary precautions to keep themselves safe and not get not end uh -huh. up getting a bit by the COVID bug like many other wrestlers have over the past 10 months in fact a female wrestler I know has lost four relatives recently and currently have six of them affected by COVID so I send my condolences to her and wish her six family wow. members a speedy recovery we also do the same as well out there Kwame yeah. uh, this pandemic feels like a real life horror movie we're living through right now uh <laughs> we also have james yeah. james duggan over on uh blunt impact he says always a good time when it's time for blunt impact hashtag pot heel nation so that is a shout out for ness and chris g over there and then finally nick jackson in the comment section he says pretty solid show for me uh talking about impact hard to kill he said i love the knockouts matches and the x division title match was really impressed with what i saw from joe doring in the hardcore match so great comments from our youtube subscriber highlight but we got to get into what we missed and just like nick jackson we're going to be talking about impact hard to kill first up from this past saturday Saturday, we had the AEW World Champion Kevin, Kenny Omega defeating Impact World Champion Rich Swan in the six-man tag team main event with Omega and the Good Brothers versus Swan, Sabin, and Moose. What do you guys think that it means for the AEW World Champion pinning the Impact World Champion in the main event and what it means for the future of Impact Wrestling? Let's start with our special guest, Phil. Uh I know I saw a lot of people online did not like it, which you're not <laughs> supposed to like it, right? Because, you know, the Hills won. Um, right. But I think it's clearly to set up the champions versus champions match. I don't think Kenny would be there if it wasn't to cha to challenge Rich Juan at some point. And I think having Moose in the match was very intentional. I think having Moose be, like, one of the big stars of the match was very intentional. And... For him to come out this week and say, I don't want the challenge now. I really think they're setting up a triple threat match. And I think mm. both titles are going to be on the line. Uh, both the TNA world title and Impact world title. Mm. I like the way this, I like the way you yeah, said for sure. Because good. I think Moose was the MVP of, of this match. And they really put him in a position that even if the next match is Swan versus Omega, the guy that eventually probably beats Omega for the Impact title is Moose. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I thought the same thing. Chrissy Love, what was your thoughts on uh, Omega and the Good Brothers getting the victory in the six-man tag? I mean, yeah, I don't know who would be upset about like them winning. Like, y'all didn't think Omega would not go there and not win. <laughs> Duh. Like, I, those, the people that are upset, you're stupid. I'm sorry. Call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think some people were upset that he pinned Rich, and I think oh. they were like he could have pinned anybody else in the match. But no, if you don't, if you don't pin, it has to be the story, right? If you don't pin Rich, like there's no match, right? There's no heat for a match. Correct. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, don't we we say this time and time after again? If we don't build up the story, then what? Like you just throwing it together like NXT. Let's just call it what it is. Like you have to build up. 
the whole point of us merging these two these brands together let's get excitement let's build these brands and let's get something going on let's get fans excited let them get drawn into things so they can be entertained so we have to build up and it it, it seemed like the only way that it is and like you said i love the whole thing of the triple threat and the belt belt to be on the line like <laughs> if we're doing brand to brand uh invitations as they you know would call it on wwe but in the, the right way let's just do it <laughs> in a good way come on let's do it <laughs> Nah, I, f- I feel what, what both of y'all are saying, but I, I did see some of the fans and hear from some of the fans that didn't like the decision to pin the world champion. But you had to, like like uh, Phil said, you had to get heat on Omega. Omega had to have a legitimate reason that the fans have seen for getting a shot at the Impact world title. So he had to f- defeat Rich Swan. It wouldn't have the same impact. And they did pun intended, uh, they did have the Omega symbol on the Rebellion pay-per-view uh, uh, logo, so that was another, like, foreshadowing that they did on the card, so I, I agree with that, what everybody is saying, it seems like Swan and Omega is the next uh, destination, but we also saw someone make a new stop in Impact Wrestling with Matt Cardona, aka Zack Ryder, made his debut facing Ace Austin, winning by uh, disqualification due to Madman Fulton getting involved. What you guys feel about Matt, Matt Cardona making his presence known in Impact Wrestling, and do you think that it's better or worse than his debut for AEW uh, last year? Let's start with uh, you, Chrissy. I mean, uh, as long as he's gonna get work, I guess I'm not really a fan, to be honest. So I'm, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> asking me this question is really like. You're not going to get much from me. But, I mean, I hope that we get something <laughs> Like, it's cool. It's great. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, like, because he didn't get utilized with, when he came out in AEW. So, let's see and hope that he gets some type of shine over here. I will just want guys to work. Like, you know, I'm not a fan, but, like, get him some work. It's a pandemic. Shit, you need these coins. Let's go. Yeah, there's no independent work. He, he's got a podcast, <laughs> but he, he needs the wrestling. He needs the wrestling reps in, too, Miss Chrissy Love. <laughs> Uh, Phil, what's your, what's your thoughts on Matt Cardona and what do you see about uh, his future in Impact Wrestling as opposed to when he did appear in AEW? Uh, well, like the, the AEW wasn't long term, right? Because didn't he sign like a short term deal or something like that? It was like five matches or something crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's a, yeah, that's retarded. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, he's not like a short term deal with AEW. So, I was always kind of interested in what the next move was going to be. And so, Impact makes a lot of sense because that's the next viable option. And I thought he, I thought he looked good. I thought he had a good debut. Um, I don't know. Um, I think if he could shine anywhere, it's Impact because um, they don't have like a huge roster right now. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good move from. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just felt like it was, it, it, it felt more, more right, and it didn't feel like, oh, another WWE guy. Like when you saw him in, in, in AEW, he kind of had that stigma around him, and I just didn't feel that here. So we, we also had new Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions with Fire and Flava, T- Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles defeating Havoc and Nevea. Uh, me, Miss Chris. Love top guy JJ, as well as our guest John uh, John Duffy. We differed on this one. Me and uh, yeah. 
Mr. Duffy, we predicted okay. fire and flavor to get the victory in here. What are your thoughts on the on the whole act with uh, Kira Ogan and Tasha Steeles, as well as they becoming the new Knockouts Tag Team Champions, Phil? Shout out to John Duffy, by the way. Good guy. <laughs> Doing some good work at Diva Dirt. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Fire and Flavor. I always figured they were my pick to win the titles. I thought they looked the best out of all the teams that they have on their side, on the Knockouts division. They have the mo- the best character so far. Um, I wouldn't have been mad at either team winning because, like, Nevaeh and Havoc are, like, they're staples in women's tag team wrestling. They've done great things with Rise. They've done good stuff with Wow. They're a good tag team, but I just I just felt like all of the heat was behind Kira and Tasha. So so I asked this also to to John last week. Where do you see uh, Impact Wrestling's Knockouts division? Because I've I've heard people you know say that they have the best women's division in uh, North America. From some fans, there's some fans that think they're just behind NXT or WWE. What's your thoughts on them? I think all around, I think they're the best. I think just because they utilize all their talent well, I don't ever feel like there's a knockout that's not on TV. For example, like I always feel like they yeah. utilize most of their roster well. Like even like Tanil's not doing a lot, but she's always on TV. Um, and I just think they do a good job of you know just giving everybody distinct characters too. Um, and so I, I think they're the best in North America for sure. Um, and just what they've shown us with tag team wrestling so far is better than anything we've gotten on WWE for like the last year. Yeah, I, I I think I I just remembered like how they crowned their first WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, but I think that was like the rare good moment in their whole run yeah. with those tag team titles when uh, Sasha and Bailey won them for the first time. But I agree with yeah, you. Just oh, the whole presentation with the tournament is just a lot better than WWE's presentation of the Women's Tag Team Titles right now. Uh, Miss Chrissy Love, we also add our. Uh, at Hard to Kill, saw Deanna Peraza defeat Taya Valkyrie for the Knockouts uh, Championship. So this this looks like it is potentially Taya Valkyrie's final match in Impact Wrestling. So what's oh, your thoughts oh, on Deanna so. defeating her? <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts on, on, on Deanna defeating her? And where do you think Taya goes next? Oh, uh, She's probably going to follow her husband. Ugh, gosh, I hate to say it. Ugh. We said this last week, though. Um, and I picked uh, Taya, too. But um, if this is her last match and she's leaving Impact, she's going she's gonna to go where her man is at, I'm sure. She's not going to AEW. It's just, it's, I mean, like, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, it would be great, but I don't know if they're going to, they have a spot for her there. There's so many women there right now that it's, it's some of the women are getting lost in the shuffle in AEW, and they still got to pick up their women's division. It's still non-existent, somewhat. I think they're trying with the whole like AEW heels, you know, like us true heels. But um, anywho, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, uh, she's gonna go with John over there with the Miz and be on, be like the third wheel, I guess. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it. Am I only one that, that would be down with that? What would you think of Taya Valkyrie debuting on Monday Night Raw along Miz and Morrison, Phil? How is it going to lose? That's the thing. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Phil. Go ahead. 
I think she's going to end up with WWE, and I wouldn't be surprised if she goes to NXT. Um, I personally think AEW would have been a better spot for her because with WWE, she's going to be another fish in like a large pond with a lot of like bigger names. Like with W with AEW, she would have been a big fish in a small pond. Like I think she would have been the biggest name they have by far for like new signings. Like. And I think she would have had a chance to shoot up to the top of that that division easily. But I think with WWE, we're going to be doing the same thing, trying to move her up and position her to be at the top of that division. And she really doesn't need that, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. She's one that she's a rare, like... I I've, I've understand people in the past have gone straight from you know getting signed to the main roster and it's been very rare. But she's one of the cases that I feel like she just belongs on the main roster. That is too crowded in NXT with top female talent. That I think that she'd be better positioned on the main roster on Monday Night Raw, honestly, because they don't they outside of Charlotte Flair, they don't really know what they're doing any anywhere else as seen with the treatment of Oscar, which we'll we'll get to. But also at Hard to Kill we had Eddie Edwards defeating Sammy Callahan in the barbed wire massacre match. Miss Chrissy Love you were wrong on this one. You said Sammy Callahan was going to win. What's your thoughts on Eddie Edwards winning what seems like it's going to be the final match in this two year, three year long feud? I mean I don't understand why they. I, I, I don't know man to be honest. I was really upset that he didn't win, unfortunately, but I don't do booking. I only work at True Hill Heat, so um, <laughs> it's unfortunate. I, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to have next for him to do. I, I mean, his contract is not up, is it? No, no. I think he, he just re-signed, actually. Oh, so then, damn it, why did they leave him lose then? I, oh, hey, I mean, I, yeah, I guess, the, okay, okay, fine, all right. Heels can always win all of them, right? You gotta lose I mean, him there. I mean, I'm curious to see what's the next step for him. I mean, it sucked that he did lose. I mean, good match, but still, who knows what's gonna happen? To be honest, like we will, we will see what ne- what's next. We didn't see, we didn't see Sammy Callahan on Impact Wrestling, but on right. Impact Wrestling, right. we did see the surprise appearance of Matt Hardy and. Private Party making their uh, appear, Matt making his return to Impact Wrestling while Private Party making their debut and Private Party defeated Chris Sabin and James Storm to become the number one contenders for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Uh, Phil, what is your thoughts on Private Party new number one contenders for the Impact uh, Tag Team titles and what do you what's your overall thoughts on their association with Matt Hardy? Um, I think it's great. At first I didn't think the stuff with Matt was working it just seemed like they just don't fit with Matt. Like it just yeah. wasn't working at first. But once he started doing the big money match stuff again and started doing like the shifty manager, all that <laughs> stuff works. Um, and so like, I think they needed something cause it felt like when top flight came in, they kind of took their spot as like the new up and coming tag team. Yeah. And so yeah. they, they kind of took a step back. So I thought, this week, giving them the win on Impact and then having them turn heel as, as well did a great job of differentiating them and giving them something different. Well, that's yeah. kind of redundant. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I, I, I see like you've seen, we've seen a slight progression even in the past week in how yeah. they're working and their team to be like the whole story seems to be that they're believing what Matt is uh, trying to sell them. <laughs> the, the Carney, Carney Matt. So you think, Chrissy, this is Matt's best creation since he left WWE, this new Carney big money Matt? Um. It's more entertaining excitement. It's, it's an excitement for us to see him in a different light. Um, because after a while, you can't be... We've seen the delete already. We've seen you be uh, uh, the hardy boy. You can't do keep doing these old... Like, renew yourself. You know, it's like, like make us be entertained. Make us draw us in so that you can help these young guys. So this character is actually pretty good to, like, help build and be the shiesty manager and partner to Private Party. So... I kind of like it, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. I think it's a good character so far. Yes, and I'm interested. I think they said it's uh, this week on Impact that they're going to get their shot at the Impact Tag Team title. So I- I'm interested to see if they're the only ones that's going to be that made the appearance during these whole tapings, or are we going to see more AEW yeah, right. uh, uh, talent? Out of anyone on the AEW roster that you would like to see on Impact Wrestling, who would it be, Phil? You gotta get Sheeta over there and get that uh women's title match happening. Like, come on. Like we we, we need Deanna versus Sheeta. That's the match. Yep. That was that was one of my, my matches that I that I put up there that I wanted to see. I was gonna say the women's too, yeah, definitely. Cause our women's division the women's division over there is really like it needs some like a, a push or oomph. So draw those people over and bring her there and see if those see what those two can do together. Yeah, I think their their styles would mesh well. It's it's uh, kind of the hard hitting style of Sheeta meets the submissions of uh, Diana. Yeah. But speaking of females, like we said before, Taya Valkyrie officially made her final appearance on Impact Wrestling as she went off to jail after being uh, revealed as the person responsible for John E. Bravo being shot. Uh, Tommy Dreamer with the nice little line that she might be going uh, to uh, Stanford uh, State Penitentiary, uh, which, which means which means she's going for uh, two years with an with an option for a third. That was just, uh, a, a great great line. Great Great line by Tommy Dreamer and, and uh, Romero throwing in Baltimore talking about uh, Ring of Honor. So good stuff there. We also saw Tony Khan and uh, Jerry Lynn make an appearance on uh, Impact Wrestling. Phil, you haven't been on with us, but what's been your thoughts on Tony Khan's uh, character on Impact Wrestling with the paid ads? I think the paid ads are hilarious. I think they're always entertaining. Um, I think there's some concern because we don't want Tony to be like a on-air character all the time but i think mm-hmm. this works because it's never like in a wrestling angle it's always outside of wrestling yeah. well, except this week because he was sitting outside the match but he never actually interferes in the matches and that's what yeah. i like about it yes yeah i like the fact that they had uh jerry lynn kind of get involved and not tony khan that he's still <laughs> he's still staying out of it with his uh captain's law proving how big of a nerd he really is <laughs> so so and then finally on uh impact wrestling there's Rishwan and moose brawled after moose attacked Rishwan after hard to kill so now we come to week 63 of the wednesday night wars this is where we talk about wwe nxt and aew dynamite and we find out what we all thought was the better show for the week the readings you can see right here magic of editing and on 
AEW Dynamite, we had Chris Jericho and MJF defeat uh, Santana and Ortiz, as well as Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager in a tag team three-way for inner circle supremacy with MJF pinning Sammy with a handful of tights. We also had Negative One's birthday party uh, was crashed by Luther, leading to Hangman Page and Dark Order defeating TH2 and Chaos Project. And then Hangman Page said, I can't, to Silva's last pitch to join the group. To in a very, It was a, a sad yet hilarious segment. Uh, Absolutely, yes. So, so much emotion. Yeah. Uh, Penelope Ford defeated Layla Hirsch in a good matchup with Charles Taylor doing his first week of butler duty for Miro, who made him tell Orange Cata City that he is no longer his best friend. Another sad moment on AEW. It was a tearjerker uh, episode. <laughs> Speaking of tear jerkers and people getting broken up, the super elite continues to splinter as Don Callis tries to bribe the young bucks out of their friendship with Kenny Omega and, <laughs> and beat up for it apparently after a confrontation at Omega's house with a beautiful oil painting. It was yes. a, a <laughs> A work of art. Uh, we also had John Moxley make his in-ring return, uh, beating Nick Com- Comoroto in a very effective three-minute match that put over uh, the the uh, rookie Komoroto. Uh, we also had Omega and the Good Brothers beat down Pentagon Junior to set up Super Elite versus Moxley, Pack, and Phoenix at Beach Break. And then WWE NXT had the very hard-hitting, great fight pit match with Timothy Thatcher and defeating Tommaso Ciampa. We had. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter uh, defeat Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez to move on in the first women's uh, Dusty Cup uh, first round matchup. We had Leon Ruff and Kashida defeat Gargano in theory, as well as Lucha House Party defeat Imperium in a fun uh, match in two fun matches uh, in the Dusty Cup uh, first round action. We had Karrion Cross took out Ashanti Theodonis and Desmond Troy, and it's been made official those two are now out of the Dusty Cup, so we have a spot to fill. And we also saw Finn Balor recruit Kyle uh, Kyle O'Reilly to face Bircher, Birch and Lorgan next week in tag team action. So next... <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We, but let's ask Phil, what was your better show for the week? WWE NXT or AEW Dynamite? Uh, hmm. I think I'm going to go with Dynamite just because I usually have more fun watching Dynamite. Um, I think in terms of matches, the matches on NXT were probably better this week. There were a few sloppy matches on AEW this week. Um, <laughs> but but I, I think I was more entertained throughout Dynamite. I think Dynamite held my attention more. Um, so I'm going to go with Dynamite. That's a, fair, that's a fair assessment. This was a close week, I will say yeah, that. Uh, Chrissy Love, what was your better show for the week? I have to agree with what Phil just said. Matches wise, wrestling wise, the matches that were great were good, not great, but good, were on NXT. But the show that was put together better and held you like you were, you know, it had from a beginning to end was Dynamite. And it ain't, you know, and we keep, I keep saying this every week, they put stuff in a bingo. They, it's like bingo. They put the stuff in, they roll it. B-54, you're up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the next thing is. There's there's no, like, 
there's no togetherness. It's just just matches just thrown together, if that makes sense. We have the Dusty Classic going on, which is cool. You just get a whole bunch of tag teams that or people that wasn't even on tag teams. Now they on tag teams, and now we're doing the whole Dusty thing, which is fine. Um, the Thatcher and um, uh, 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 Champa was. I thought that was. I didn't understand what the fuck was going on, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what, the, what am I watching? And I'm like, this is not the first time that this has happened. I had to go to Google and like, uh, Kurt Angle had made this match famous or whatever. I'm like, what? No, no, he was the referee in the first one. Okay, well, see, there you go. I mean, again, see, I didn't know nothing shit about it. <laughs> but, um, terms of show wise, because AEW had lots of sloppiness going on. Yeah, I mean sloppiness after sloppiness after sloppiness. It was some sloppiness on NXT now too. Don't get me wrong, because the match between um, Mercedes and uh, Tony and um, what the other two girls' names is. Uh, uh, there you go. Yep, them. They had yeah. some. They had some sloppy <laughs> shit going on over there too. Now let's let's. I mean, we're gonna say sloppy is sloppy. Both people have sloppy shit going on. But I will give it to Dynamite because they had. I was very entertained by. Um, Negatives One's birthday party, which was amazing. Um, them going to uh, uh, Omega's house. He has a, 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 a Asian butler. That's amazing. <laughs> That's Nakazawa. That's okay. his, his assistant now. I okay, guess. butler, assistant, you potato, potato, whatever. He's Asian and he's cute. Um, and uh, <laughs> and the water painting was beautiful. And then the whole thing of him trying to con. He's like, "But well, we made this last week. Like, you gotta give us more money." I thought that was hilarious. The last match, unfortunately, I was very disappointed by. The whole triple threat three-way match. I was very I I thought that these guys sat down and would have delivered, but unfortunately they didn't. I was very disappointed in that ending of a match. So I will give it to Dynamite for those reasons only. Okay. That's this is fair. We got two for Dynamite. I'm gonna go different this week. And I'm gonna go with NXT. I I just really enjoyed the fight pit match. It yeah. was it was different from the first one with uh, Riddle and uh, Thatcher with with them fighting more on the on the thrust on the uh, higher up uh, place for like pretty much the first half of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had Imperium versus Lucha House Party, which was my personal favorite match of the whole night on either yeah, show. Yeah, when did Lucha House Party get turned over there? Like, what what the hell is going on here? It's it's the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. I I've been oh saying for months God. they haven't been caring about their tag team division, so they had to bring some teams from the main roster to to fill in for sixteen teams. So why didn't they do that with the women as well? Is what I was confused about. I was like, why didn't they bring women from the main roster to be in the Dusty uh, Classic as well? That was weird. Again, I thought that was prime. Up. I thought that was prime position for Riot Squad. That was a good way to yes. give them some good See? wins and do something with them. But yep. they. Yep. Didn't put them in it. I don't know. I, I I don't. I think I think they like made these signees and then immediately was like, okay, that's it. We don't need we don't need any uh, main roster teams because I think that was the original idea that they were gonna have main roster teams into it. Like I heard something about putting the iconics back together or something hmm. like that. So they yeah, should have, they should they shouldn't have broke them up in the first place. But anywho, go ahead. Well, yeah, that's 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 that. We could do a whole podcast on that alone. Yeah, <laughs> we sure enough can. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go with NXT because that I just felt like the Dusty Cup uh, stuff was great. I, I was really surprised by Team Ninja getting the victory over Martinez and Storm. Yeah. 
and that finisher by Casey. It didn't Woo! even look like she meant to do that. Like right. she just <laughs> she just got up in the air and she just started flipping yeah. and she just landed on her back and landed on right. Her. So, Tony, was it Mercedes back? Oh, Tony no, Tony, back. Tony. Yeah, yeah so, she on her back, and I was like, "Well, she's supposed to be frontwards or backwards." I'm like, "I don't know which one is supposed to be, but okay." I don't know, but I enjoyed it. That was right, a lot, exactly. A lot of fun, and I just, I just had more fun than I usually do watching a regular episode of NXT AEW. I think it was more to do with like the sloppiness of some of the stuff, like with the main event, with mostly Chris Jericho messing yes. up. He was the main the main culprit because no I think everybody else in the match looked great coming out mm -hmm. of it. I think Santana and Tortiz looked like the only team in the matchup. Sammy Guevara looked like the next top baby face. Of he course. was just great. Uh, Jake Hager was like the smartest man in the room. MJF's a jerk. Chris Jericho was the only one that didn't look as good going in as he came coming out and you know. Were you guys happy with the ending? Um, no. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Me too. I hated. I. I. I would have put over probably Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I think this is all to split them up, and that's the only reason. Yeah, why I know. I don't want. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm ready for it. Knew, I'm ready knew, for them. I knew. I knew, MJF, I knew once MJF came in, it was gonna fuck it all up. I knew it. I just knew it. The, the, the whole shit is gonna go down the hill. I'm like, fuck. Like, don't make him get in the group. Like, anywho, go ahead. Sorry. I I think that they're gonna get uh Jericho and Sammy Guevara out of the group, and it's gonna be the inner circle under MJF, and he's gonna make Santana and Ortiz the tag team because they have bonded over the last couple of weeks. So I think. Okay, I like that. I think that was the setup because Sammy Guevara obviously needs to go babyface like yesterday. And Chris Jericho, I think that the way that they get him out of the inner circle is MJF prove he's the alpha dog and like take him out completely. And then and then they can they can play it off either way. Like if he turns on Chris Jericho first and not overtly Sammy Guevara, he could try to bring Sammy Guevara into the inner circle and then Sammy can like break out and have his old Batista from Evolution moment if they want. But it mm -hmm. it, it dep they can go either way, but I think it's going to start off with taking out Jericho. But So, so my question with that is if you're going to have him turn on Jericho, is Jericho going to be the face in that? Cuz I think that would be right. a colossal mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree Phil. Yes. He can't be a face. He's not a face. No. Yeah, I think he I think before you know, he's a face, but he's really not a face. You know, does that make sense? Before before his his atrocious Twitter game and who he supports in elections yes, and what type of concerts he has, Chris Jericho was getting cheered at every AEW event because people yes. want to sing the song. I and right now with just that minimum of fans there, I don't think there's gonna be like the people turning on him, like we saw with Seth Rollins in 2019. So I think they could get a babyface run out of Jericho, especially if he's off of TV. I know to you, Phil, to me, it's, uh, yeah, to me now, it's not the same that it was <laughs> in, in March of 2020. But hey, they could get something out of it. But that's yeah. what I think. That's what I think it's uh, leading to. That's why I think that we've been seeing all these backstage segments with MJF getting on the good side of the inner circle. So could go either way. Uh, so 
yeah, that is for the the Wednesday Night Wars. So AEW wins this week. We had two to one. Uh, I was voted outvoted by you guys. <laughs> AEW wins again. Poor I'm NXT. Uh, <laughs> we, Sorry, NXT. It, it, oh, it, man, can, can we just say how how dope that mashup of MJF and Judas was? His, like their themes were dope together. Whoever made that, if that was Ruckus, that was dope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is the this is the best Judas has sounded in weeks. In yes. weeks. <laughs> yes. But MJF MJF's theme song is is crazy regardless. But putting it with Judas was a nice little touch. And if that was Mikey Ruskis, shout outs to you, sir. <laughs> we had over on also on Wednesday night uh, MLW Fusion with Jacob Fatu defeating ACH to successfully defend the MLW World Heavyweight Championship, as well as Simon Gotch beat uh, Jordan Oliver via referee stoppage. And then over on SmackDown for you, Miss Chrissy Love in your domain, we had Adam Pierce outsmarting Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman to get Kevin Owens to sign the contract for the WWE Universal Championship matchup. Last man standing oh at the Royal Rumble. What was your thoughts on all the events throughout the night and Adam Pearce becoming the first person to outsmart our tribal chief? I thought it was hilarious, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I smarted him. Um, I, I, I love it. I was loving the whole, like, Roman on a couch and he's being in the big office and you know uh, uh Paul Heyman is in his ear and then he's delivering the stuff to um with Sonya there and he's like here's our here's the stuff I thought that was, all of it was good and then he got outsmarted do I want to see Kevin Owens again no not really but I mean I'm here for it and so they gotta they gotta fill in Roy Rumble so they gotta have at least a few matches before we have because we're gonna have two Royal Rumbles we had a few matches so I'm here for the whole last man standing. Kevin is probably will not win. So I'm here yeah. for the show. I think I've only heard one person predict uh, Kevin Owens to win to win this. So I don't think any uh, too many people's going for him. But what did you? Are you disappointed that uh, Adam Pierce is not getting a shot at the Universal Championship, Phil? I, I oh sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No. Go ahead, Chrissy. Um, I would have. I, I wanted to see how they were gonna twist this angle and see. Like, I wanted to see Adam. You know, them fight. I wanted to see what they were gonna do. I was actually ex- excited to see that. Like how he manipulated him into being in the whole um, gauntlet match or whatever. And now he's not. He like he got someone to help him. Whoop de doo. Great. Great. <laughs> sorry, Phil. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm fine with Kevin Owens and Roman. Like they're gonna have a great match. Yeah. They're, so I'm. I'm fine with that on paper, but to me, why did you do an entire gauntlet match if the result of the gauntlet wasn't going to matter? That was my only thinking with that. I was like, okay, what was the point of the gauntlet then? If it was just to a vehicle to turn Shinsuke face, great. Okay, so what is Shinsuke doing at the Rumble then? Like, Does that mean he's winning the Rumble, or is he going to have a match at the Rumble? That was my only thoughts on it. Um, as far as like the whole angle and him outsmarting Roman, I was fine with it. Roman's facial expression, like you could feel deep in his soul that he is sick of Kevin Owens. That was great. <laughs> like his whole facial expression just completely changed. That was amazing. Yep. Um, but that was my whole thoughts on it. Like, okay, why did we do a gauntlet match? 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like we we wasted all of last week. We wasted the last half hour of the show on. Well, I guess, like you said, uh, to turn Shinsuke Nakamura babyface. That seems like the only thing they accomplished. What was the point of that? Hey, hey, it is what it is. And speaking of Shinsuke Nakamura, he came back with his OG theme. Oh, yeah. And defeated James. Yep, Top Guy JJ wanted it, and he got it. The OG theme is back, and he defeated uh, Jay Uso to keep his momentum. But where's it gonna go? Yeah, like 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 Phil said, I I don't know what's next for him. I mean, did he even declare for the Royal Rumble? No, Uh, I don't think he did, but he probably will. Um, Cesaro did on on the show. No one, no one else said anything though. um, Yeah. <laughs> I don't. If this is leading to Shinsuke versus Roman, I I take that. I think there's going to be a good match. Um, I I wouldn't be mad if Shinsuke winning the Rumble. Um, but I I like because okay. I think there's I think there's something interesting to doing Shinsuke being like the first guy in a long time being a is guy to win two Rumbles and yeah. then going to WrestleMania to to face Roman. Now I think he's going to lose if he faces Roman at Rumble. <laughs> I mean, at, at Mania, but um, I think at this point, whoever faces him at Mania is going to lose, to be honest. I I mean, I would like Big E to win and mm. face him at, at Mania, but I think he's going to lose. I just think Roman's going to beat whoever <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think who, whoever versus Roman is going to lose, so that's why I'm saying I, I've kind of given up to the fact that I think that Daniel Bryan is going to win the Royal Rumble because he loves to lose. He loses to everybody. And speaking of <laughs> speaking of which, um, he wow. lost to Cesaro this week on SmackDown in a, in a very a very strong uh, singles match, very strong TV match. Uh, uh, it was a great technical wrestling, good back and forth. These guys have chemistry from back in their time in yeah. Ring of Honor. But what did you uh, think about Cesaro getting a big victory over a former WWE champion, Chrissy? Um, I, I was I was actually excited for him to win. Um, not only did they have a good match, but like let some of the other guys shine that don't usually shine, if that makes sense. So use the you utilize the guys that we know are great wrestlers. And can you know put on a good match and let them win, give them a little bit more heat because I guess like Cesaro's a heel, so let the heel win, but also showcase what he has always had and always can do. So I was actually excited for him to win. Yeah, and I think it, it, they they seem to be setting up maybe a Cesaro versus Nakamura feud down the line, or yeah, like- maybe before WrestleMania. Who knows? But maybe that's that's something better than what they were doing, just being another tag team on the SmackDown Hello. rosters. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get easily lost in the shuffle. But uh, that was. That was mostly it for uh, SmackDown outside of Apollo Crews getting uh, counsel from our tribal chief yeah. on the couch. So we will, see, we will see how that transpires as he versus Big E next week on SmackDown. And then over on Monday Night Raw, we had oh. Lucha, Lucha Burn victim Randy Orton. 
uh, wearing a mask. That was a burn victim, really, he's, he's, a, he's a lucha burn victim because he came came out with his lucha libre mask, his psycho mask, his uh, uh, Dick Breyer mask, uh, wearing and to hide the scars from the burn from last week. And he broke down a a blistering monologue straight out of a a NYU acting class. So, Phil. <laughs> What was your oh my god, not NYU class, yo. On Lucha Burn Victim, Randall Keith Orton. <laughs> so I, I actually t- turned it in, turned it on later because Raw hasn't been great. So I wasn't in a rush to turn it on. So when I turned it on, I missed that part. So I Me went too. back and watched it on YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Yep. <laughs> what, what is happening right now? I. Look, I mean, I get it. When you do the fiend stuff, you kind of, kind of, got to go in a hokey direction, and so, whatever. But oh, like, I thought the, I thought the fireball was just cheesy enough that it worked and it was entertaining. But to come back this week and go, oh, he had to put a mask over his face. It's like, okay, where are we going with this? Like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I, I I was just laughing and I, I don't think that was the intent of this right, whole section. Right. But it was exactly. funny. It was funny. Uh Alessa Bliss also had a new side to herself as uh she defeated Asuka in the main event and they made Asuka look horrible. The woman that says uh, no one is ready for her wasn't ready for Alexa Bliss with black lipstick. And her hair changed. Oh yeah, right. But yes, yes, yes. That's our Raw Women's Champion. I, th- I think one of the worst booked Raw Women's Champions of all time, in my opinion. But we also had, on a good side, AJ Styles defeat Ricochet in a very fun uh, TV Ooh, match. Was, yes. What was your thoughts on the Styles clash that AJ uh, caught on Ricochet, Chrissy? I, I love the whole the whole match. Yet again, we haven't seen Ricochet, you know, be... Well, he, I mean, he lost again, but... I just thought it was great for him and AJ to go against each other, I guess. Not only for AJ to kind of, like, help showcase Ricochet and, like, bring back what we know Ricochet can do. Um, because him going against Retribution has just been a shit show in itself. But we're not talking about Retribution right now. Um, <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed the match. And, he, and you know, that, 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 that finisher was amazing. And I, yeah. I, 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 I'm all like, okay, are we going to give Ricochet more light and let him be like the star that he is, or is he going to be lost in the shuffle too? But I, mean, I did enjoy the finish. I thought it was great what AJ did. I, I, I enjoyed it. That was, I think, that was the best part of um, um Raw. Yeah, definitely the highlight of the show because on the, <laughs> other, on the other side of the spectrum, you had The Miz and John Morrison uh, invite Gilbert and Bernard from Santa Claus as Nick as uh, Drew McIntyre uh, in a parody shout segment. Gilbert, you know, uh, on the yeah, shout out to Gilbert coming back from, work. Yep, that's from, right. from heart heart problems and Bernard from Santa Claus. I thought I uh, you know I just watched that with my with my kids, so that's why I got I got a kick out of that. So. That is all for what we miss, and I think that is all for Phil here. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. We appreciate you coming on. Please tell the people at home uh, watching us as well as listening where they can find you on social media, find all the work that you are doing. You can find me on Twitter, at PhilDL616. Uh, you can find my writing at Bleach Report. 
and Daily DDT and Sports Kita and probably somewhere else <laughs> that I'm forgetting. Uh. <laughs> well, we thank you so much for coming on, and you're always welcome to come back for sure, man. Thanks for having me. All right, and that we move on to our top news story, and this week we got to talk about WrestleMania plans for not just this year, but coming up in the future. It was yep. reviewed via a segment with Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Roman Reigns, <laughs> Paul Heyman, Sasha Banks, and John Cena announcing the next three years of plans for WrestleMania. This year's event will take place on April 10th and 11th at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. WrestleMania 38 will take place at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, and WrestleMania 39 will take place at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. For this year, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes. Okay. They had to push things back, you know, pandemic. Uh, well, so, yeah. so, we're, so we're doing the two day thing again. Well, this year, we don't know about the future years. But... Yeah, it looks like they're doing well. Hopefully, they're, they're hoping that next year, the next two years afterwards, will be just the one day. So you're going to sit through an eight hour show. Pretty much. Um, uh, Stephanie McMahon also announced that uh, WWE plans to have 25,000 fans in attendance for WrestleMania 37, both nights, two-night event. Uh, WrestleBoast okay. tweeted, WWE is permitting upwards of 25,000 fans for WrestleMania on each night. The real internal discussion are what to do after. Some would like a soft reopening of the touring schedule for live TVs as continuing the Thunderdome post-mania comes with location headaches. They also made official that both shows for this year will be three hours in length for WrestleMania 37. So what are your thoughts on the expected attendance for a WrestleMania of 25,000? for both nights on April 10th and 11th, Miss Chrissy Love. That is a lot of people. That is, I mean, but that big stadium, I'm, I, I mean, your execution has to be good, people. Like, you better make sure everyone is getting tested, everyone is okay. Like, I, I, it's hard now, especially now that we, we, we are now still living through this whole thing. Which I thought would have been over by now, but you know. But it's 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 hard. I, I I mean, I just hope that people are safe. I I don't mind. I guess the two day show. I hope it's a live show, not a tape show. But who knows? Um, I just hope that everyone is safe, and and I'm I'm happy that they're letting fans in, but. I, I would have expected like a soft, you know, a soft way and don't just like, boom, we're going to have all these people here, like, like, slow your roll, dude, slow 25. Down. 20, right, like, tw that's a lot of people. <laughs> and I know the stadium is big, like, I mean, I guess they're looking at like Ring of Honor and going by what they did, but also they, I don't know, man, like. They did have a full, they had full shows, right? And well, people New were, Japan did. I mean, I'm sorry, New Japan, not Ring of Honor. I'm sorry, New Japan. New Japan, I'm guessing they're going based off that. But Florida's a super place, like super, like, like it's California. That's what super spreaders. <laughs> I don't know. And then you, then like, if you allow people to travel now, like people can travel, but I don't know if we can receive travelers from like, overseas per se so now that's another headache in itself 
So I don't know, man. Like it's it's a tough pill to swallow. I just hope everyone is just safe and they just get give us a good show because la- you last year's WrestleMania sucked. Like you know, I mean it was thrown together last minute because we you know we were in a pandemic. I just hope that you know. Give us something exciting about WrestleMania. It's supposed to be the big show, big the super. It's supposed to be our Super Bowl. So let's let's do something big. Let's do it the right way. I hope. I've been babbling. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, everything you say was uh, was on point. You know, give us something to be excited about. And you know, fans in attendance is going to be different, no matter how many people are in attendance. Wow. But. But I, 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 I tend to agree with you that I wish it was a soft reopening. And this is a, a fluid type of thing. I think this is not something that they have set in stone that they're going to do 25000 or bust. I think that they're going to have to kind of minimize that. And by the time we get to WrestleMania, they'll be aiming for like ten to 15000 Because especially right. being in a place life florida that i think is upwards to like sixteen thousand test positive for the case this this past month or this past week it's right. just it's ridiculous the Correct. number rate that they have right now and it's totally different than what was going on in japan before they got fans back into attendance and right. even with japan getting fans back into attendance their uh wrestle kingdom event only got twelve thousand people in attendance for those shows so they kept that because of the restrictions because right. of the social distancing and stuff like that so i think that it's best wwe takes it back just uh just a tiny tiny little bit maybe are they going different <laughs> like how because like some football stadiums do have people in attendance but is this such a huge stadium like they don't have like so i don't know how much people they have in the building but uh, maybe they're going based on i don't know man like y'all just gotta get this shit together man like damn like <laughs> get it together <laughs> wwe right. Do you do you think WWE is ready for reopening a reopening of uh, fans at events following WrestleMania? They gotta do a so like it got I would go based off how it went with WrestleMania. Maybe like wait a good thirty days and let's go from there. I don't think it should be WrestleMania and then like two nights later we have another set of people like because you it's not gonna be the same group of people if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you have to be you have to be prepared for your staff, the wrestlers, like anything could happen. The people that now are that work in the concession stands, now we have to bring those people back if that's the case. It, it all all those things tying together. I don't know how they're doing it at the stadiums. I'm not sure, but like you gotta do like you gotta gradually like let's gradually like set this thing in, like let's let the ball like it's like ride, learn how to ride a bike. Yeah. Let's, let's let's start off slow before you start going down the hill. You can't get down the hill yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's too fast. You're gonna go too fast. You're gonna fall down. You're gonna fall down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta fall down, or or else you're gonna get hurt. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, do you? And a final question to kind of put a bow on this whole conversation: Do you prefer the two night WrestleMania? Now, me myself, I am a proponent of it. I think that the two night WrestleMania, I prefer it over the six, the seven, the eight hour one night WrestleMania, and that's based on how WWE likes to book it. Because I don't want to take too much from you know we say, oh no, just short.
shorten the one night show and it'll be okay but that takes food out of people's mouths because mm-hmm. they're getting a wrestlemania payday for being on these uh on these shows and they have a big enough roster where they can make two super card shows three hour shows right. but do you prefer the two night or just one night wrestlemania um if we're going based off the last show, um, okay, I'm going to go based off being in the building. I think two, I think two days would be great. Give other people a, a chance to go to the show because a lot of people can't get to WrestleMania. So I would base it off that because it is a long, long day and you are so tired. And if a show starts at seven, you go all and but mind you, you, you the day starts from early in the morning. And you got to get there. And the show is like finishing after midnight. So you're not getting home to like, if you didn't drive, you got home. Like who knows what time you get home. But I, may, let's try it out as a two night thing. Like how, um, uh, uh, how they do Wrestle King. Cause isn't that like two nights? Yeah. Wrestle yeah. Wrestle King the last night. two years. Yep. So try let's i I, i'm 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 all for them trying it out and see if it works and maybe maybe they'll try to do that for the next following years make it like because it's a whole weekend it's a whole thing because they do the hall of fame they do all of this this and this and this and that but then you also got to think about nxt too Hmm. hey they can do nxt on the friday they could do it on the friday and then do i like nxt on friday I, I'm a big proponent for having it on the Friday because when we when they did when we did it last time we went on a Friday no was it th- we went on Friday. yeah yeah WrestleMania yeah WrestleMania we did, we did it on a Friday I thought I think that's actually pretty good that they did it on the Friday and then you have the other stuff you had the Hall of Fame on Saturday and then you do the thing but maybe make Hall of Fame like a Thursday night let it be the first just let it be the start of the whole events of everything because you they take over like the whole week or the whole weekend. Yeah, the Hall of Fame be like the Thursday night like thing for everyone to get ready, and then no one has to think about Hall of Fame until it's you know afterwards. Like they're gonna just go and wrestle. So I, I I'm a I'm I'm a fan. I I'm agreeing for the two days. Let's see how the two days can be executed and executed well, and see how they can draw the two nights together. Yeah. I think you gotta draw the two like you gotta have one night and then okay one night don't have nothing to do with the other one. Like you gotta have like the whole show like. Blend it together, like just. Uh, but they're gonna throw the show together anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> I, I wish there uh, there was some cohesion with the right. with the two nights because that was so. uh, that's been a theme with uh, Wrestle Kingdom that the two night events work together because of the the top matches with both titles on the line. Right. So hopefully WWE can find a way where they can do that as well. Yeah, take notes and like see and. It can be done. They just have to do it the right way. I swear. I, I, you know what I'm saying. And it, it's, it just has to be executed the right way. I'm all for the two nights events. Like, make the whole weekend a memorable thing to do. And give other people the chance to even go to the events as well. Exactly. It works. It works on a number a number of levels for everybody. So yeah. we got to move on to our other news. WWE news. Ricochet denies that his contract is up this month. We talked about this on True mm-hmm. Hill Heat 108, yeah. and Wrestling Observer Newsletter agrees with him as they report that he signed a new deal when he came to the main roster in 2019 for five years. So he is signed until 2024. Wow. So Ricochet has a lot longer 
longer that he has to deal with <laughs> WWE not treating him white right and him having to go on social media and brag about it. Oh, boy. Uh, Okay. WWE <laughs> WWE announces that three new signees uh, to the NXT roster with Priscilla Kelly, now known as Gigi Dolan, uh, e- Elena Black, now known as Cora Jade, and Lacey Ryan, now known as Zoe Stark, and all three will be in the Women's Dusty Cup. Undertaker was on J- the Joe Rogan show this week, and he did a shoot on the current generation of stars where he said men were like men when he was first coming up and you had to you had to think that they had like guns and knives on them when you came <laughs> into the locker room and he said now you come into the locker room and everybody's playing video games and stuff like that oh. it's, it's different and then he also admitted that he took steroids uh, uh during this uh this podcast section with Joe Rogan so what has been your steroids hey he didn't specify you <laughs> Of but, course not. Christy, what's been your thoughts on uh, The Undertaker uh, coming out of the character and doing all these uh, these media appearances? I like it. I, I'm, I'm guessing he's enjoying retirement. He seems I mean, so. I think, he, I think, I mean, he's always going to be The Undertaker, but, you know, he can now just, like, you know, just wear some of the hair that he has left on his head and just relax. Um... <laughs> So I, I'm loving that he's like, you know, telling his story. I'm, I'm waiting for him to write a book or something or like, I mean, we've seen the documentary. So it's time to write your memoirs and write, like have someone sit down with you and put pen to paper and tell your story. Like we know most of it, but we, we need, we didn't know like you were on steroids, you know, things, things like, I mean, you probably could tell, but you know, who, you know, back then. It was like hush, hush, whatever. But and he was Vince's guy, so I'm sure he didn't get in trouble. But anyway, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited for him, and I'm, I'm loving that he's enjoying life, and he's doing all these shows and talking about, you know, his, his good old golden days, you know, as, as you know, because they're behind him now. But um, I, I like it, and you know, to, to talk about the guys now. I mean, it's a different era. I thought he was saying that the guys were soft in a way, like the way the, the, the product is perceived on TV, not as far as like being the, in the, the locker room, but it is, I mean, Hey, I mean, I think it is a little soft on TV, but Hey, whatever. Hey, I think he meant that as well, because he also mentioned like how this generation didn't, wasn't able to like work with the guys like Cam, Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, and they weren't, you know, able to learn that way. They've been learning from the other young guys. So he could, he could be addressing that as well, but he's not the only one that is addressing stuff on uh, social media platforms as Lita admitted on her Twitch stream that WWE threatened to fire her oh, if yeah. she did not go through with the live sex celebration despite <laughs> John Cena, Edge, and others agreeing with her not to do it. So what's your thoughts on Lita having her job threatened if she did not have live sex on national TV? Vince being a scumball that he is, as always. Um, trying to look at sex and selling that more than, you know, a woman's, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, her ability? Yeah, her ability like, to just sell, like, 
especially if, if the, the guys that were also involved in this say, yeah, maybe we sh maybe this is going a little bit too far. You know, let's let, let's respect her feelings and like this whole thing is like she's not down with it. Like, let's kind of like tone it down. Like, no, Vince didn't want to do that. So it it's it's sad that you know she she tr tried to speak up and say no, but you know at the end of the day her job was at stake and she had to do what she needed for her job. But then she left like not too long ago, right? She left that same year, like uh, oh, eight months her. later. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess that you know what I guess that's the that's the, the that what was one of like the last straws that kind of like you know what all right I can't I can't do this I can't be here no more because he's not really looking at how I feel he's just looking at ratings and money and things like that he just wants to sell this story and that's it that you know they all put in motion I guess but it's it's yeah. it's kind of sad that you know they had she had to like her own self at you know for her job because of what he wanted to do it sucked and but this is the person you you laid in bed with uh, pun intended uh well, they were together right dang it well no i'm just talking about vince i'm talking about doing business oh, oh. with vince oh yeah doing yes. business with vince you you should know this is the type of person that he is and what he what he tells his employees to do i i never tell anybody didn't do something that I wouldn't do, and he would have live sex on TV. Uh, yeah. WWE <laughs> WWE announces that Elimination Chamber will take place on February 21st, and PW Insider reports that Fastlane will make its return in March on March 21st. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that WWE plans to use the Superstar Spectacle event for India as a soft launch for NXT India. It was formerly supposed to take place in November this event as a one night tournament and but this remains a fluid project as they kind of try to adjust with things going on in the pandemic Wrestling Observer Radio reports that WWE plans to hold this year's Hall of Fame ceremony without fans as a virtual event and Smackdown this week was up drawing 2.262 million viewers while Raw drew 1.854 million viewers uh, and that was slightly up from last week AEW news AEW announced on Dynamite the first AEW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament teasing to include talent from the USA and Japan mm. what's your thoughts on them doing the World Title Eliminator for the ladies and who do you see uh, making an impression in this tournament happy that they're trying to give the ladies some type of shine that's great um Always excited to see Thunder Rosa. Um, I want to see what Jade can do. Um, I like Red Velvet. I'm, I'm, and a, a Brit Breaker can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I hope that this tournament can help, like, give them more airtime or shine per se, and not just on like their their channel on YouTube or whatever. Um, but give them more TV time. Yeah, maybe it's only like one or two matches, but it still showcased the ladies, if that makes sense. So I'm happy that they're having this tournament because we have to give her an opponent. So, and then I see who's the outsider. I wonder who they're gonna bring. You know, yeah, the, oh, that that's that's it. That's gonna be exciting to see. We could possibly see some maybe some ladies from Impact Wrestling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was, right. 
take part in this that would be that would be very good especially with the talent that they have in impact uh also bully ray got some heat this week on busted open radio calling aew indie riffic uh comparing them to nxt saying that nxt <laughs> has crisper action while some of the stuff on uh aew looks like it's supposed to be in the indies uh new japan news new japan has promotion uh promotional posters in japan for j white to appear on their march 4th event despite him being removed from the new japan website which we talked about last week uh roh news pw insider reports that dalton castle has filed for trademark on his name after his recent free agency impact wrestling news fightful select reports that james storm is still not under contract with impact wrestling despite appearing on this week's show and the last wrestling note that we have here is mlw signs uh savio vega versus richard holiday in a caribbean strap match for next week's fusion yes savio Uh, vega still fighting okay savio vega still getting it in uncle uncle uh theo theo savio so he's getting it in over there And then our final segment, we've been talking about it a lot lately as far as like Ricochet. Uh, we've seen guys like Cesaro and, and Shinsuke Nakamura get big wins on uh, on TV over the last couple of weeks. But it's a conversation that I brought up and I brought to Wrestling Daily this week with mm-hmm. Louis Dangor. But it's about who is the most underutilized talent in all of the WWE today oh. right now. So. So right will, now, okay. Yes, I will let you go uh, after me because I will start things off. I will stick to my argument that I made on Wrestling Daily. I was going to ask you what, did, what was your argument or what were you, what were you guys thoughts or who did you guys put out there? So, so Louis Louis said Alistair Black. Oh, which, sure. which is a really good one. Yeah, uh, been on TV in three months. Exactly. And uh, Alex, Alex, he asked him before we did the show who he would pick, and he said Ricochet. Mm. So I, I tried to stay away from from from, from those said, two. Right. Mm-hmm. So I and I went with someone who's also underutilized in, in my opinion, and that's Chad Gable. Chad Gable is someone who yes. who can wrestle with anyone in the business. He has uh, remarkable strength for someone his size. He mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does his technical wrestling, can go on the mat, and he can even do some high flying. And he has a certain type of charisma, which we've been yeah. seeing lately with his backstage segments with yeah. Otis, yeah. as well as in the past. And Ryan too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love the whole and he's done it in the past with Jason Jordan in NXT with the American Alpha and it seems like every position that they put him in he's tried his best Mm -hmm. to try his best and really outshine the positions and turn chicken shit into chicken salad (laughs) he just deserves a lot more credit and I think with people his size and how he looks the argument is always oh he doesn't have the imp factor oh he can't talk on the mic oh he doesn't have charisma but he's proven in the past that he has all of these things so I don't understand why he's so underutilized so Mm. that is who I chose Miss Christy Love, let's go to you. Who do you think is the most underutilized talent in WWE today? Is it? Can I only just pick one person? Because I had a list of people. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you want to rank them, yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, I did have Alistair Black on there. Okay. I had um, I had the Riot Squad. 
Okay. Because I, I definitely think that there's star quality in uh, Ruby. I think Ruby is definitely a star. And I think even when they gave her crap, they, you know, she still did good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, she, like I, think she, I think she can definitely be one of the top girls there. Um, I th- also think Apollo Crews is actually very good. I, th- I think he has to just work on his mic skills. And, and even on Talking Smack, I think Paul Heyman lit, like, lit a little fire on his ass, too. And like like he did with Big E. I think that they, they're not... I, I don't know why they're not being utilized very well, but I also think that Apollo is very good. Um, I have liked... I like your option with Chad Gabe. I loved it. I had liked the Shorty G gimmick that he had going on. I thought that was cute. I, mean, I like this, this, like his old school thing that he's doing with Otis. And he had Otis there to, you know, on, on Friday with uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. I, I kind of like his little thing that he's doing backstage. So I, I like, I like your, your pick for them. Um, ultimately, last, uh, I'm going to just stay with those people. I mean, if I can name someone else, I definitely would say Ricochet deserves in that yeah, conversation. Ali. Oh, yes, yes. Ali. Ali. Yeah. Ali is a good one. One that we haven't mentioned, Andrade. Yes, he hasn't been seen since Zelina got the, you know. <laughs> Andrade and, is very Andrade is very under, yes, that's, you're right. We we were even asked uh, who's who do we think was uh, underutilized in NXT, and I thought of uh, Kushida, because uh, Kush- yeah. the fact that Kushida's been with WWE for going on two years now, he's and not be on TV. Exactly, he's now being used. He got one takeover appearance. He's probably going to make a second coming up, but it's just ridiculous that these guys don't get the attention that they deserve. With the roster so big, it's like you can give everyone the opportunity to get some type of shine, and it's just amazing that we can list so many people yeah. uh, that that deserve that opportunity. And you know, I feel like they're like it's becoming to the point where they're giving us the same matches almost every week. If that makes sense, but in a different like way, like okay, like how many times are we gonna have like I'm I'm most ha- I was happy that they didn't have retribution against Ricochet, but they have Rick uh, they have retribution against who was it this Xavier, week? and like, that was the same as last week. But yes, now but it's now okay, so now we're gonna draw attention to Xavier Woods. Like, what is like what's going on here? It's it's sad because. Those guys and the guy, the poor guys that were on NXT or who are in retribution, I feel bad for them. They're, they're trying to make the best out of the, the, the thing that they were given, but it's just not, it's just not selling. It's just not likable, you know, if, if that makes sense. It's just, it's not, it had a good potential, but it's not just like given that, it's not given what it should be giving. Yeah, they, we, we you know, as wrestling fans are going to always expect more, but right. we they, this is a case that there's just so much talent just not being yeah. utilized. Like, yeah. you know, you, you, you want to look at a show like SmackDown and you can name like Roman Reigns as an MVP, Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. Jay Uso, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks. But there's so much talent even on that show that they they haven't really like capitalized on like like you said Ruby Riot like Chad Gable like Alistair Black that was the one that you know he I I would say that Louis almost beat me in the debate yeah, because yeah. Alistair Black was 
one that I didn't even think of that is so underutilized. He hasn't been on TV since September, and it's just... I understand the whole situation with Zelina, and that might be the first thing that we think of, but the fact that he's not being used at all is just an indictment on the whole like, the whole entire creative process. And I think the whole creative, like, also, like, changed him, like, being in the whole, like, back, like, he was doing the whole gimmicks and everything. They just, like, I don't, I don't know, they just, they, 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 they changed what he was or what, it, what he was giving us, you know, if, if that makes sense. It, they, they changed a lot of his character and it's like, that's not the Alistair that everyone fell in love with. Now, a, 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 a character should evolve and, and make changes in, like, try to like you know do different things but that what that that product was not selling and and then i guess it's shown maybe that he didn't like being that character who knows i mean i don't know but that's definitely a good pick like he's one of the top ones that is sad but he's not there he can rustle his ass off and he's he's he good or bad people love him and it's just like he's not being utilized at his full potential unfortunately Yes, and if you guys watching would like us to do the same thing on uh, most underutilized talent in AEW, and don't joke and say the enti- and don't say the entire women's division, but we can break that down. We can do that as a segment on True Hill Heat One Ten. But let's do it. Well, we gotta do the Royal Rumble and some other things, right? Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> other things, but we can we can probably do that as a segment. That's gonna be our live stream on January thirtieth. Um, so oh, we're live streaming that day. Cool. Yes, indeed, Saturday? indeed. Yes, Saturday, January thirtieth, the thirty, okay. the day before the Royal Rumble. That's but, exciting. Chrissy Love, I have a bit of breaking news for you. Uh, what is it? This is breaking news for her. This will you guys probably watching this on Saturday will probably know it by then. But I just looked on Twitter and AEW has officially announced the first match for AEW Revolution. Uh oh, which is it will be in a street fight, Darby Allen and Sting. Hey. Versus <laughs> Team Paz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage. How what, are your thoughts, what are your thoughts on that match being made? And what do you think is going to be the outcome of Sting's first time in the ring for AEW? Okay, so I predict that Taz, Team Taz will come out on the top so that we can still have this story keep going on. And this is his first match back. So I feel like they're going to, and if it's a street fight, I feel like Sting probably would lose so that we can have the next match. And then he can then win, if that makes sense. But I'm excited for it. I knew knew once the, the whole thing was given to them on the show, I'm sure I knew that they were going to accept. And then what platform the show would be on is a different thing. So I'm excited for that to be their first match to be decided. That's going to be a good one. Yes, uh, that this is very exciting news. AEW Revolution has a lot to live up to after uh, last year's event. In my opinion, the 2020 best major show of, of of the year. So let's see if they can do that again in 2021. But Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight is a good way to start it off. Sting's in-ring debut for AEW. So our final bit of news as we wrap up True Heel Heat 
109. Want to give a plug for our lineup on the YouTube channel. You can check out our impact hard to kill pay-per-view roundtable review with myself richie moon ness and chris g you can also find chris g and ness on blunt impact you can also find chris g on on wednesday night warriors 32 was a very good one you had dark power this week as well as ae recap with myself uh we got a new episode of true rewind up on the youtube channel as we review wwf in your house rage in the cage and all all new J News Japan and uh, Richie's Raw recap, as well as Richie with the top five best New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 15 matches. So check that out. That's based on my article for Sports Kita Wrestling. And you could find me over on the Wrestle 2 YouTube channel on Wrestling Daily this week. On Wednesday, me and uh, Louis Dangor, we talked about the most underutilized talent in WWE, as well as Big E shooting on top wwe talent so mm. good stuff over there across the board on, the, over there. <laughs> on our youtube channel as well as wrestling daily miss chrissy love tell them where they can find you on social media uh i am the sensation miss chrissy love you can find me on ig twitter and on facebook it's just chrissy love underscore or just chrissy love and just crystal lynch Absolutely. You could find me on Instagram at TrueHeel underscore Epic SP3. You could follow True Heel Heat on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at True Heel Heat. Follow our, our promotion partners, Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, as well as, of course, Mission Pro Wrestling on yep. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They have so much going on with Mission Pro Wrestling as they build up to Wishes Granted on February 6th at Pinball's Kingdom in Texas. You can get nice. your tickets if you're in the Texas area, or you can watch it live on Title Match Network. And I'll be on the their Facebook live feed on Tuesday of this week uh, talking about Mission Pro Wrestling Wishes Granted with Thunder Rosa versus Allison K inside of a steel cage. So check yeah. that out. Also check out our friends Wrestling Travel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also subscribe to these channels. My Battery is Dying, uh, Jimmy Macaram, Wrestling Travel, Battle Club Pro, Mission Pro Wrestling, as well as Wrestle 2. And of course like this video share this video with all your wrestling fans friends and family push the i card to subscribe and the bell below that to press all for all the great content right here on true hill heat and of course if you're watching us on powered for tv like this make this one of your favorite uh stops on that great streaming site and you can listen to true hill heat on itunes soundcloud anchor spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcast so until our live stream for True Hill Heat 110, our preview Woo! of the Royal Rumble for True Hill Heat 109 for the Miss Chrissy Love, for Phil Lindsay, our special guest, for the absentee. Top guy Jay. He will be back with us for the live edition of True Hill Heat. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are signing off until next time.